International Broadcasting lives on 5085. The big one. WTWW. Please stand by as we get ready to launch another episode of this Reality Radio Cafe Cast with your host and my husband, Denny J, K5DCC. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Ignition, lift off. Now grab your glass and get ready to fill it up with some radio on the rocks. Vehicles pitching downrange. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Digicom Cafe for another episode of Radio on the Rocks. For Saturday, March 14th, 2020, it's almost 1 o'clock. Time for the Yacht Youth Net. And we've had a great morning already. We recorded the easy-to-hear net this morning on uh, Fusion FCS 454. And we also had a great interview with Graham Brody, KN1V of Deerfield, Illinois. I'm really excited to present that to you today. 15-year-old Graham, is uh, he's up and coming. He's a uh, youth representative for the state of Illinois with the ARRL, and he's got his own club and has some great enthusiasm and wonderful ideas to grow interest in the hobby among his peers. So don't go away. Here in the Digicom Cafe Communications Network, we are all about the power of voice. Did you know that you could listen to my Cafe Cast by simply asking Alexa to play Radio on the Rocks? And that you could maneuver your way around my Cafe Cast library by simply saying next or previous? I created this Amazon skill using a free and easy platform called VoiceFlow, where you just build your skill block by block. No coding necessary. If you'd like to build your amateur radio skill, go to VoiceFlow.com. That's VoiceFlow.com. Graham, welcome to the Digicom Cafe. I was uh, honored to hear about you from Frank, who interviewed you just recently, I think, for the ICQ podcast. And your story sounds very interesting. I don't get to interview young people that often, but when I do, I'm so tickled because I really love talking to young people and seeing them interested in the hobby. And you are 15 years old, right? Yep, I'm 15 years old uh, from Deerfield, Illinois. Deerfield, Illinois, okay. And how long have you been a ham? Uh, a couple of months now. Um, I just passed my extra on the 10th of last month. Um, my new call sign is KN1V. Uh, my previous call sign was Kilo Delta Niner November Tango Quebec, but I just got my vanity. Wow, congratulations. That's a big feat because uh, I know. I just got my extra, when was it, last October or September? And I'm 68. It takes a lot of study. What method did you use to study and prepare? Um, I used uh, Ham Test Online and HamStudy.org, uh, two really great resources for uh, any, any license, uh, studying for any license. Yep. Um, you know, there's great books out there by Gordon West as well. Um, you know, now there's just, there's so many resources for new people getting into the hobby. Um, we have, you know, places like your website where we can go and ask questions uh, and talk to other people. 
and uh, get some assistance. Yeah. Well, I used HamTest online myself. I started out with some app on my iPhone, and uh, I just get bogged down. I tried about a year or two earlier, and I just gave up. You know, when you get old, your brain doesn't work as uh, efficiently as when you're young. But HamTest online made a big difference, and uh, we are promotional partners with one another. So in my podcast, you'll hear the commercial for HamTest online in every episode. So how long have you been a ham now? Um, let's see. I started uh, 2019, um, I want to say, uh, October. I want to say I got my technician uh, or September. Um, and then I went to get my general and my extra. Uh, really love the hobby. Uh, I'm meeting a lot of new people, uh, learning a lot of new things. So uh, I'll definitely be, uh, it'll be around for a while for me. Very good. Well, I'm always surprised when I hear of a teenager getting into ham radio because most kids nowadays, they just kind of raise their eyebrows and look at you like, why? I've got a phone. I can do it all here. What what drew you into the hobby? Um, you know, uh, for me, I, I guess I'll start off uh, how I how I found it. Um, I was on YouTube uh, one day and I came across a video um, about the, uh, the hobby and I started watching a couple more. And I found out you can get licensed, and I looked at my local club, the North Shore Radio Club. Uh, big thanks for, to them for all their help they've helped me out with. Um, and I saw a testing session. I studied for a little bit. I went to go take the test, and I passed the technician. Um, and, you, know, it, you know, it is a struggle, you know, trying to get a youth into ham radio, finding something that will interest uh, people my age, uh, around my age. And uh, that, that's, a, that's what I'm trying to do. So. Huh. Well, did you hear about ham radio before? Do you know some hams, maybe in your family? Uh, no, I, I've never heard of it before, and I did not know anyone uh, who was licensed. Okay, so you went on YouTube and you just stumbled across it, or did you search for radio? How did you find it? You know, it was actually a channel I followed uh, who posts uh, all, all types of videos, and they have people on the show, on their show, and they had a guest on there. Um, it was actually KI6NAZ Josh from Ham Radio Crash Course. And uh, after I watched that video, I went to his channel, checked out some of his stuff. And uh, DX is what kind of drew, drew me into the hobby, talking to people four, four or 5,000 miles away uh, in, in a different country. Uh, that's, what, that, uh, that what got, that's what got me hooked on the hobby. Wow. Well, what was this uh, video podcast or interview that you heard? Was it something specifically for Ham Radio, or was it... Just a random guest that you happened to stumble across. You know, it was, it was, it was about ham radio. Um, they he bring, I believe, two Baofeng uh, radios to uh, the two people running the podcast, and they made like a short QSO um, on VHF and UHF um, about a couple miles away. And he was just showing them, you know, what 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 you can do with ham radio. Um, just a complete introductory course to it. Um, and, and then they went on to do some HF work, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Cool. We should give the guy a plug. Which uh, which particular podcaster was it? Um, this was, um, so this was with uh, Josh Nass, I believe, K6NEZ, and it was with Brian Brushwood and, oh, I don't remember the channel name. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't recall the channel name off the top okay. of my head. Well, that's neat that uh, other podcasts interview other podcasters because uh, uh, Josh has been around a long time. I follow quite a few of them. Uh, Ham Radio Concepts, Ham Radio 2.0, Ham Nation. Uh, there's, a, there's a ton of them out there and they all 
have uh, very neat materials that you can learn about ham radio and different radio gear and all that kind of stuff so mine is basically an audio podcast interviewing hams like yourself uh, for kind of the same reason to uh, it's like going fishing every podcast i share somebody like you may stumble across hear a story from someone from your age 15 all the way up to uh, way past retirement and think hey i could do that let me get into this so I'm very excited to to see that other people's efforts are helping to build interest in amateur radio. So now you've been a ham for, gosh, almost a year, huh? Uh, yeah, uh, I've been uh, yeah a couple months here. So uh, yeah, I'm definitely enjoying it. And you know, it's such a wide hobby. Um, there's so many different paths in the hobby you can take. You want to do satellites, you want to do HF, you want to do uh, digital modes, and you know, there's. Uh, that's what I really like about it. You get bored with one thing, you go down another path, and that leads to something else. And that's how you know we can approach the youth as well, um, finding one of their hobbies and then applying Henry to it. Right. So as a 15-year-old, you probably have lots of friends in school. What do they think of your hobby? Um, some of them uh, are starting to take an interest in it. Um, it's... You know, it's tough. Uh, some people, you know, are like, why can't I just call someone a couple of miles away, a couple yeah. thousand miles away? Can't I just email them over the Internet? But um, and I kind of have to explain to them, you know, who do you know in Ireland? Who do you know in the, the U.K.? Who are you going to call? So, um, yeah, it's it, it's tough. you got to look at a certain group of kids to reach out to, and that's what I've been trying to work on uh, with my club. Well, very good. Well, you say you've gotten some assistance from uh, a local radio club there. What is the average age of the members of that club? Um, I, I don't know the exact average age of the club members. Um, our, our club is definitely older uh, than me. Um, we have a couple of young members. Um, a, a lot of the guys uh, in there are a little bit older. Uh, my club, yeah, is the North Shore Radio Club, uh, uh, a great club. They, they really are. Yeah. Well, they probably didn't know much about you. You had to reach out to them first, didn't you? Yeah, I did reach out to them. Um, I met a couple of them when I went to their testing session, uh, and then I attended their uh, the, a meeting. Uh, I met uh, almost everyone in the club uh, that night, and uh, I, I made some really great uh, met, met some really great people, and uh, stayed in contact with them since. Yep, and they made you feel welcome too, huh? Yeah, definitely. Uh, very welcoming club. Uh, great for new hams. They got so many resources. Um, so, well, we've had conversations with others talking about how clubs could reach more young people. Obviously, having VEs in the club and offering the testing services is one way to get people in. Uh, but outside of that, a ham fest. How many kids are going to go to a ham fest? You probably have come up with a lot of your own insights as to how to reach your peers. What kind of suggestions would you make to a club? as to how they could reach young people for the hobby? Um, so for me, it's uh, getting someone on the air as soon as possible. Uh, show them a radio, uh, have a licensed operator next to them, and get them on the air. Talking about it is one thing. However, actually having them uh, uh, talk to someone else on the air is, is a completely different experience. And I don't think... Um, uh, I don't think... Uh, Hamfest may be good, but we've got to have go-to stations there... Um, we got to have ways kids can actually interact, um, and then you know they can get them, you can hook on the hobby, or whatnot. Then they'll then they'll probably try to go for their technician or whatever from there. 
So maybe having a club show uh, up at a uh, maybe a maker fair or something like that with a table and a live radio where kids could actually operate third party and get the mic and talk to someone around the world. That'd be kind of interesting, huh? Yeah, definitely. I actually um, was thinking about attending a maker fair with uh, my club and my local club and uh, doing something similar to that. Um, so, that you know, that's that that's what I think is a great way to do it. Um, you know, I got, it's big. It's debated, um, and and I'm sure we're gonna think of more ways uh, in the future, and uh, see how. I don't know. I, I mean, I know I'm going to find another way um, when I start uh, growing my club. Yeah, I'll bet you'll have have people over to your house and show them your shack and say, "Hey, watch what <laughs> yeah. I can do, huh?" Yeah. What is your shack yeah. comprised yeah. of? What have you got for equipment? I've got a Yesu 891. I had a Yesu 450D. Um, I did sell that one. Uh, the 891's a little bit more portable. Uh, just running barefoot, 100 watts. Uh, I got an end fed up outside, uh, 40 to 10 meters. I mainly operate 40 and 20 meters, uh, and that, that's um, I'm on the radio almost every day, and so I have a blast on there. Well, are you a contester? No, I'm not a contester yet. Um, I, I'm definitely going to get into it uh, soon. Just uh, you know, casually make contacts, uh, like working through pileups. Um, uh, CW is uh, definitely something I'm going to try as well. I'm starting to learn that. Uh, I did a little of FT8 a while back. Didn't find that a super fun mode. Um, I like the social aspect, you know, the hobby, talking mm-hmm. to, actually talking to someone. Um, so, Well, they say that ham radio is like the original social media. And nowadays, everybody's on Facebook, which was started by young people, college people. But now the kids have left Facebook and moved on to something else. How do you share your experience, and what kind of social media do you use? Yeah, so social media I use. Well, for my club, we have a Discord server, um, which a lot of our a lot of a lot of our club members talk on. Uh, we're very active on there. Um, I, we have a Facebook group for the ARRL Illinois section. Um, I'm the uh, youth section manager for Illinois, so I'm active on there. In terms of social media platforms, uh, we we still got to you know find that specific platform we're going to work on. Um, it's definitely going to be the maker community, so we need to find out where they hang out, um, whether it be Twitter. Um, we, we still need to find that. Um, but as of right now, Facebook, Discord um, are, the, are the ones we're using. Yeah, well, I know Discord's popular, along with TeamSpeak, for gamers. You're probably a big gamer, too, I imagine. Yeah, I am a big gamer. Uh, I've been using Discord for years. It's a great great platform. Um and that's a you know that's a great uh, communication uh, platform for clubs, uh, organizations, um, and you know I there's plenty of Discord communities on there we can market to as well. Um, it can be gaming communities. I talked to Frank about that, um, and I'm sure there's uh, some other great Discord servers out there. Yeah, I have a Digicom Cafe Discord server, but uh, it's hard to get people interested in that. Of course, most of my friends are older, but the young people really do get into that. I know. Uh, it'd be nice to have someone that uh, would join us there and help me promote that a little bit. And I've got a platform we call the Mighty Network that uh, we're paying for, but we'd like to make it available to young people like yourself to host your club. Or basically, it's a website, very interactive website with all kinds of features that you can utilize, like group chats and and polls, and everybody can share pictures, embedded videos, links, all kinds of things as a way to interact with one another, even one-on-one e- uh, messaging and all kinds of stuff. It's fairly new. I don't think too many people know about it yet, but uh, 
we need to talk about that, see what we can do to help you out and get you some exposure there too. So your group is basically kind of localized to the state then. But Frank tells me you have ideas of maybe reaching out farther and having different chapters. Yeah, well, so my club is not uh, uh, is not just open to Illinois. It's open to everywhere. We have members as far as Ukraine uh, and Kuwait, actually. Um, so, uh, you know, we have to reach out everywhere. We can't just reach out to your own state, I feel like. Um, there's, I don't think there's going to be enough in, in just Illinois. So um, there's some other clubs who are doing kind of the same thing I'm doing. Um, but, you know, there was none based in Illinois that I found. So uh, I kind of just uh, started mine around that. No, that makes sense. Mine is the Digicom yeah. Cafe. It's uh, located at the intersection of faith and technology, we say here, in the Ozarks of uh, northern Arkansas. It is kind of our culture that we're trying to promote here, too, in the Branson area. So, yeah, it makes sense to use a name that uh, has something to do with where you live. That's great. Uh, we're also uh, partnering with the Yacht Group. That's the Young Amateurs Communications HAM team, and we have uh, students and kids from all over the world from as young as eight years old all the way up to well i think the limit is 25 for the youth section and we have an adult section there too that uh, supports the young people so that's what we're about we want to help young people uh, enable them set them free to grow and take this hobby to the next generation and uh, you obviously are a unique young man you are already wanting to reach out as you say and that means that you're putting yourself out there. You probably were at a ham fest and got connected with the AWRL. How did that happen that you became that youth leader in your state? Um, I believe Carrie Willis, uh, KD9ITO, uh, mentioned out to me. Uh, he helps me a lot with my club. Um, he uh, mentioned uh, Ron uh, Delphier Smith, um, who runs the ARL section for Illinois. Um, and I reached out to him for applying for the uh, position, and I ended up getting it. Uh, which was which was nice, um, and I and I'm, I've only been in position for a couple of weeks now, so uh, I'm kind of just getting started uh, with them. So, uh, you know, I think uh, uh, having a youth section manager for each state is uh, it needs to be filled always, um, and we should have somebody you know, who's dedicated to uh, to uh, to that to the role. Yeah, well, I like what Frank said in his article. That that's how I first heard about Frank. I didn't hear his podcast or anything, but there was an article that was shared on Facebook that uh, he wrote on his blog site that basically said, how to reach young people? Get out of their way. And I think sometimes because this is basically an old man's hobby, it has been for years, the good old boys kind of maintain control and kids maybe show up a little bit, but they're not really given leadership roles or things like that and get discouraged. Uh, I think what Frank said is right on. We need to just let you go and uh, fly with it. And you, I'm sure, in your new role, are waking up every morning with ideas and inspiration of things you can do to grow your club. What is uh, the latest thing that you're thinking about, that you're passionate about to reach your generation? Um, well, I think you uh, said it exactly correctly. Um, let, let us take a free realm. Uh, let, let us do whatever we want and uh, kind of turn the hobby in a way that might be better for the future. Um, for me, um, I think digital modes like Echolink, uh, is, I know you guys have a net, uh, or Riyadh has a net, um, which I think is great for, for brand new hams, you know, uh, being able to talk to someone anywhere else in the world. Uh, also things like DMR, I think is great. Um, but, you know, the price of an HF rig can be, you know, a little bit expensive. Um, so 
it may, it may take someone a little bit longer to justify the cost of buying that than you know something like a, a DMR radio. Um, but and kit building, I think, is great. Um, I primarily think we we should reach out to the uh, the makerspace community, and I think you know they love building things, uh, doing things with their hands. So kit building, I think, is going to be great for us. Um, there's some great kits out there right now. Um, so that's that's my idea. Um, okay. That's what I propose for a community. Well, give us shed some more light on what you're doing in your personal experiences with not only ham radio but your other interests because I'm, I'm sure they all dovetail together i would imagine you're probably into raspberry pies and all the things you can do with computers and what's what's a few things that you really get excited about yeah other hobbies i like uh i'm very active in my local or my school's makerspace um i'm in there every day i help out uh teach people how to 3d print i'm uh, big in the 3d printing community um i do a little bit of laser cutting uh, and obviously, you know, some electronics. Uh, Arduino's and Raspberry Pis, I, I take around with a little bit. Um, there's some great uh, 3D printing uh, stuff you can relate with ham radio as well. Do you have a 3D printer there in your shack? I don't in my shack, but uh, at my school we have uh, a couple of Prusa Mark 3Ss, and we have a Fusion printer. I can't remember the exact model of that one, but uh, uh, yeah, some really nice printers there. Cool. So have you printed anything that's useful like a case for a Raspberry Pi? Um, yeah, so uh, I, I have printed uh, some cases for some other, other things. Um, uh, th- there's a great uh, some, there's a great website called Thingiverse out there. Um, you can find pre-made uh, 3D files called STL files, and uh, you can download them for free. And uh, there's a lot of ham radio stuff out there. Um, I've seen uh, knob attachments for Elecrafts, the, K- the KX2. Little, the knob's a little bit small on that one. Um, I've seen stands for the ESU 817, 818, um, mic attachments. Um, so that that's another, uh, I guess, segue um, for uh, 3D printing community getting a ham radio. Very cool. So, so yeah. are you putting that out there, too, for people to uh, come to you and say, hey, if you need something made, come to me. I can help you out. Do you work with the software to do the designs yourself, too, or...? How deep are you into this? Um, I, I'm happy to 3D print for anyone uh, if they like prints. Um, in terms of my club, uh, you know, I haven't uh, totally uh, marketed that yet because um, we, we have some members in Illinois, but uh, a lot of ours are out of state. Um, so, yeah, uh, you know, 3D printing services can get a little bit expensive, so oh, yeah. doing it yourself is, is definitely the way to go. Well, I know where to go if I want something done then. Yeah, definitely. I'll, uh, <laughs> anything you want, uh, send it over to me. I'm, yeah, you know, I make space all the time, so. Cool. We could have a makerspace even in our Mighty Network separate from your club if you're interested, and you could have all kinds of different places where people can stop by and say, oh, this is cool. Oh, you're into this too? It's kind of like going to a a big mega mall. Imagine coming down the aisle and you see all these stores on the sides. These are all going to be individual groups or clubs or businesses or whatever that people can pop in and see what it's about and uh, learn about what you're doing and Within that, you can promote it all you want, do what you want with it. As a host, you'd be in total control. So hopefully we can uh, get you in there, too. How about satellites? Are you into satellites? Um, I have not uh, done much satellites. I did build a tape measure Yagi. I have uh, a good friend, Michael Seedman, AA60Y. Uh, He actually encouraged me to build an antenna. So um, he's also a mentor for my club. 
and um, he started getting the satellites. Uh, so I, you know, I built this uh, Yagi. It works out. It works nice. Uh, the SWR across the whole band is uh, pretty low. So uh, I'll give it a shot one day. Uh, satellites are, are an awesome thing. Uh, bridging, you know, like the gap with space and hammer radio. Uh, you know, a lot of people are into space. Uh, that that's a great uh, segue for for people uh, into that as well. You bet. I've, I've been hooked on satellites since last fall, and I've got a aero antenna. I've got a couple of Baofeng UV-82s for full duplex operating, and I'm just having a blast. And I just recently got the uh, Kenwood D74, which allows me to uh, monitor on sideband, too, for the linear birds. Well, I'm very proud of you, and uh, you're obviously going to go places. You're only 15, and already you've got your own club, and and building interest in the amateur radio hobby, and uh, you keep up the good work. Some thought comes to my mind here. Uh, as a Christian man, uh, there's a verse that says, let no one despise your youth, but set the believers an example. And I think even in the hobby, that, that really carries over too. Don't let anybody despise your youth. You may be young, but you're sharp and you're smart. You've got great ideas, and I think you're going to go places and really help our hobby into the next generation. So thank you so much for what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. I uh, actually, you know, thank you, Denny. Uh, I really appreciate uh, uh, you having me on the show uh, and, and all you're doing for the hobby and all you've done for the hobby as well with your with your website and having a place uh, young people can go. Um, you know, it's uh, weaving, weaving all these other interests into ham radio. Uh, eventually, we're we're gonna find it, uh, get it in there, and uh, and uh, grow the hobby into the next generation and uh, i think we can be very successful in doing it so very good thank you do you feel like your hobby is maybe directing your future career path in any way uh yeah i think uh it, it definitely can in the future um i definitely want to do something in electrical engineering um you know a couple of months ago i didn't know if i was if i wanted to do that and uh get into radio and obviously the electronic parts of radio uh i think is definitely going to lead me down that path so very good well, I'd like to give you a special invitation to the Yacht Group. Uh, we've got a net starting uh, 1 o'clock this afternoon. It's kind of a global thing. Captain Ed, Ed Engelman, KG8CX, uh, really wants to make it more accessible. Every once in a while he does the Saturday afternoon net, just kind of relax. People check in at leisure throughout the afternoon. Uh, so I would love to see you come in the group and meet some of our fantastic young people and maybe partner together with them. I'm a member of the Yacht uh, Adult Division, and uh, we've got a group there in our mighty network for them, too. And uh, check in and record their nets. I'll be recording this afternoon because I think it's cool when young people can hear how they sound on the air. And it gives them something to share with their friends, share it on their social media. You could put it in your Discord channel and uh, let people get some exposure to what a net sounds like and learn some of the basics of amateur radio communication. So uh, please join us. We'd love to have you. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, Echolink is a great great uh, addition uh, to the youth uh, community. Um, so I'll, I'm definitely would, uh, I definitely will do that. Um, sounds, uh, sounds really fun. And I, I know Mr. Engelman uh, has emailed me about that, and uh, I've been in a little bit of communication with him. And uh, Yacht seems like a great community as well. So yep. thank you. Now, as a leader in your group, do you lead nets too? We had talked about creating a net on the North Shore Radio Club uh, 440 repeater, which is uh, one of our most popular repeaters in the area. Um, uh, you know, it was a kind of a discussion of how many people we're going to have on. Uh, we're going to wait until we have uh, 
some more youth in the area uh, and hold off on that. Um, I do have a TGIF talk group uh, that is not on the Brandon Meister, that is on the TGIF network. The ID for that group is 604. Uh, the name is just Illinois Young Ham Club. And uh, I, I will probably be starting that on there in the future. A lot of the new hams, you know, just start off with a bow thing, so i got to wait until they, you know, they get into DMR. But uh, having uh, a net like that, I think, is a great idea, and you guys you know, are obviously doing it with your club, uh, which is great. So having the nets and having a place where the youth can go and talk to other youth and figure out what they're doing with the hobby is uh, great for people. Yeah, awesome. We have a talk group on the TGIF network also, 203. Okay, yeah, we- perfect. i got to check that one out, yeah. We've been there since uh, almost since it got started, and uh, we love the freedom we have to do what we want and experiment with bridging. There was a time that we had a multi-mega bridge network that comprised of DMR, D-Star, Fusion. Uh, we had TeamSpeak, Zello, Hamshack Hotline, Peanut. <laughs> we had it all together, and Echolink, too. But yeah. then some of those different modes don't like uh, you bridging with uh, some of the VoIP technology. Mm-hmm. Have you ever used yeah. Zello? Uh, I've used TeamSpeak uh, before. Uh, not much Zello, but uh, Robert Bretzman is, and, uh, is really great in that uh, in the TJF network. He's really he, he's really encouraging of young hams. Uh, I actually did a net with him, a go to net, uh, where we tried to um, get uh, parents to get their kids on the air. You know, uh, well, no, there's gonna be an operator next to them. Um, but uh, th- that was a lot of fun. We got uh, some stations on there. Um, yeah, but having you know, that specified time where someone can go and talk to other people that maybe they might be shy talking to someone much older than them on the repeaters or uh, just on Simplex. So. Mm-hmm. Very good. Have you heard of the International Radio Network? Um, no, I haven't heard of that one. That's been uh, around yeah. for quite a while. We have many friends over there. They're on uh, TeamSpeak and Zello. You could look for International Radio Network. And uh, they'd love to have some young people over there, too. They have a, several nets during the week, and uh, they need some more young influence, I think. <laughs> the hobby in yeah. general needs more voices uh-huh. from young people. Yeah. And, in uh, fact, if you if you want, I'd be glad to give you access on our system to start a youth net uh, alongside of what they're doing at the yacht. Now, they take two nights, but we could sure add another one, uh, totally run and handled and overseen by youth. No adults involved, just you guys run with it. Do what you want. Yeah, yeah, that, that sounds like a great idea, you know, giving us uh, that, that option to go down whatever, whatever path uh, we'd like, I think is uh, great. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely interested in doing that. Great. Well, listen, we're probably running out of things to talk about. You've only been a ham for a year or less than a year, uh, and yet you've got a powerful story already. You're going to change the world. You're an influencer. Yeah, thank you. You know, uh, hoping to be in this hobby for years to come, and uh I think uh, I'm totally hooked, and uh, I love it. I'm encouraging people uh, to get into it. So I uh, appreciate you having me on your show. Uh, I, had a, I had a blast doing it, and I uh, hope to be on here in the future. Okay, Graham. Thank you so much. God bless as you uh, push us into the next generation. I'm excited for you. Yeah, thank you. And uh, I always say, if there's any uh, youth listening on here, uh, go, go give uh, Ham Radio a try. Uh, I think you'd really enjoy it. So, uh, All right, Donnie. Uh, you have a great rest of your day, and... Uh, Thanks again. Okay. Maybe we'll see you on the Yacht Net this afternoon. Hi, this is Extra Class Amateur Radio Operator, K5DCC. I just upgraded to my Extra Class last year. You know how I did it? I used HamTest Online. Did you know that HamTest Online is the top-rated study program on eham.net? 
97% of reviewers gave them five stars. They have more five-star user reviews than all other study methods combined. And success is guaranteed. If you fail the amateur radio license exam, they will refund your subscription. It's a no-brainer. You pass the exam or get a full refund. Try it for yourself at hamtestonline.com. Today's daily devotional is entitled, Attack with Vengeance, Numbers chapter 25, verses 16 through 18 read, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Harass the Midianites and attack them, for they harassed you with their schemes, by which they seduced you in the matter of Peor, and in the matter of Cosby, the daughter of a leader of Midian, their sister, who was killed in the day of the, of the plague because of Peor. Prior to giving Moses this command, the Lord disciplined Israel for their sinful behavior and idolatry. When Peneus killed Zimri and Cosby, God stayed his hand against them and restored them in verses 6 through 9. What a wonderful picture of God's forgiveness, love, mercy, and grace toward his people. We know from 1 John chapter 1, verses 8 and 9, that this is the same forgiveness, love, mercy, and grace God shows toward us today when we truly repent and confess our sins. In these verses, we see God's punishment for those who caused the Israelites to sin against him. God showed no mercy towards those who oppressed God's people and led them down the path to sin. This is the same approach we must take in our battle with temptation and sin. Just as God commanded Moses to be brutally aggressive toward the Midianites for their role in Israel's sin, and just as he commanded the annihilation of the Amalekites for attacking Israel when they came out of Egypt in Exodus 17:14, we read of it in Deuteronomy 25:17-19, we too are to be this aggressive in opposing temptation, sin, and those who would lead us down the path of sin. We must be aggressive in setting boundaries to separate ourselves from the things of this world that draw us away from God and towards sinful behavior and living. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 14 and 17 tell us, Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion has light with darkness? Verse 17 says, Wherefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. 1 Corinthians 15.33 warns us, Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Therefore, we must aggressively set boundaries and reinforce what company we keep or not keep. This does not mean that we cannot have friends and acquaintances that are unsaved. It simply means that our most intimate relationships should not be with unsaved people. There may even be times when we have to break fellowship with those who call themselves Christians but live like the world. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 9-11 through 11 gives us this guidance. I write to you in my epistle not to keep company with sexually immoral people. Yet I certainly did not mean with the sexually immoral people of this world or with the covetous or extortioners or idolaters, since then you would need to go out of the world. But now I have written to you not to keep company with anyone named a brother who is sexually immoral, a covetous or an idolater or a reviler or a drunkard or an extortioner, not even to eat with such a person. Now, Jesus described the aggressiveness with which we are to combat the sin of adultery in our hearts in Matthew chapter 5, verses 29 and 30. If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you, for it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for your whole body to be cast into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you, for it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than your whole body be cast into hell. 
It is with this kind of aggression that we're to attack temptation and sin in our lives. Because the battle is spiritual, the Apostle Paul instructed us this way in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 5 and 6, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in a readiness to, re, uh, to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. The reality of our battle with temptation and sin is that we must not be nonchalant about it. A quick 30-second prayer and a skimming of God's Word is not enough to keep us from stumbling and falling to sin, or escaping and having victory over the enemy's attacks and the flesh's desires. We must pray fervently, study the Word of God diligently, and apply it, and set real boundaries in our lives as to the company we regularly keep and the activities we choose to get involved with. Know when, know when to stand and fight, and like Joseph, know when it's time to run, as we know from Genesis 39. Let us truly live out our Christianity in the way that we've been instructed in Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 and 13. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do uh, for his good pleasure. Today, God extends an invitation to you to accept this free gift of salvation. Will you accept it? Anyone who calls on Jesus by faith and repentance, confessing your sins, will receive eternal life. Do not put off calling on him and receive him and his free gift of salvation today. Thank you for listening to this radio on the Rocks Cafe cast. We invite you to join our Mighty Network's amateur radio community at members.digicomcafe.com.